Give God a hand for the sanctuary choir. Amen, amen, yeah, yeah. Amen. It, it is appropriate that on this day in which we say goodbye to our dear brother, Pastor Frank English, who was one time the leader of what was then the third Sunday choir. Thank you, choir. Thank you, Sister Renee, Brother Derek, and all those that have worked. Before we get started, as you remain standing for the reading of God's word, I want to honor my big brother, mentor, someone who has always been there for me, none other than the, the former presider bishop of the Bible Way Churches International, my friend, Apostle and Bishop Cornelius Showell, all the way from Baltimore, Maryland. Help me celebrate him. Amen. Amen. As his sister Carolyn Showell told you last week, our families are so close and go way back. In fact, my daddy said this out of his own mouth. If it had not been for his father, my father never would have been the state presiding bishop in South Carolina. When there was a vacancy, there was an open board of bishops. So we don't know if that AC can handle it or not. He stutters. We don't know if he's what we need or not. He may not be polished enough. But his daddy, Bishop Winford Showell, spoke up and said, there is no other man for this job than that Bishop A.C. Jackson. Amen. Amen. Always, we'll always remember that. There's a word from the Lord that is found in Psalms 124. This is the 11th of 12 messages for this final series of this year of 2016. Uh, this is the 11th of 12 messages. We will conclude this next Sunday. This year, 2016, was deemed on New Year's Eve as a year of supernatural revelation. Last year was the year of supernatural manifestation. This year was the year of supernatural revelation. This is the third series of this year. That first series was a prophetic word. How many of you enjoyed the words from the prophets? Amen. The second series was a right now words, words of power that Jesus shared in the gospel. This third series, 12 messages from the writings of the psalm that is called an encouraging word. This is the 11th of 12 messages. Psalms 124, verses 1 through 8, the New International Version. And it reads, if the Lord had not been on our side, let Israel now say. Told the church this morning, Bible wake and say that. Amen. If the Lord had not been on our side, when people attacked us, they would have swallowed us alive. With their anger, when their anger flared against us, the flood would have engulfed us. The torrent would have swept over us. The raging waters would have swept us away. Praise be to the Lord who has not let us be torn by their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the hunter's snare. The snare has 
been broken, and we have escaped. Verse number eight, our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And the church that loves God's word said amen. Before you sit down, reach over and catch someone by the hand. Here is the subject of this 11th message of this final series of the year 2016. Hold those hands. Look at someone, squeeze those hands and say the snare has been broken. Amen. You may be seated. The snare has been broken. I just want to, excuse me, I I, want to get on the devil's nerve. That's where I'm on. Everybody, the enemy knew he had you just where he wanted you to be. And somehow today you have been set free. I, I just, indulge me for a moment. I just need somebody that does not mind making some noise. Just throw your head back and say, thank God. The snare has been broken. (laughs) Thank you. Mm. Listen, my brothers and sisters, those that are streaming live wherever you may be, listening by way of radio, perhaps there have been times in all of our lives in which we may have felt as if we were trapped. Somebody help me say trapped. In a place, trapped in a situation that we did not want or need it to be in. This message is for real folk this morning. Somebody say trap, trap, trap. A place of pain. Place fear, a place perhaps of shame, a place that is simply and was simply uncomfortable because it was painful, fearful, shameful. Somebody say a place. Trapped in that place. That's where you were. Wasn't a matter of the enemy was trying to get you. He had you. Wasn't, it wasn't a matter of him trying to trap you. You were in the trap. Your ankle was caught in the trap. You could not get out by yourself. Somebody say a place, a place. You've been there, haven't you? Now, when we speak of being trapped in a place, we're not speaking of it physical place, but we're talking about a mindset, an attitude, talk about a situation, perhaps a lifestyle of addiction, perhaps something that you were in and you did not want to be there. And when you prayed to get out, it seemed like you just couldn't pull yourself out. You had a Romans 7 experience. 
Paul said, that which I desire not, what I am in father. Oh, wretched man, am I. Have you been in that place? Have you been just stuck right there? And, and if folk could not tell it by how you looked. Because the fact is, you didn't look like what you were going through. The great thing about life is, 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 is that we can compartmentalize life. We can be going through a horrific situation and look good on the outside. A dressed up mess. Come on, somebody. Name brand. <laughs> dressed up mess. You look good, but if folk really knew your inward struggle. Folk really knew what you were going through and you were going through a Psalms 51 experience. David said, create in me a clean heart. Knew in me a right spirit. Anybody have been there? A place, somebody said a place. Place uh, that has prevented us from being all that God would want us God has designed for us to be. God has a place for you that he wants you to be in. And the enemy fights you every day. Every morning you wake up, the enemy fights you to try to uh, help you to avoid and, and veto being in that place. Somebody say a place. Place where the enemy wants you to go place where your dreams go and die place where where the dreams you have for your future seems to die place where the dreams you have for your family seems to go and die place where the dreams you have for your children and what you had hoped that they would be seems to go and die when you get the call 2 o'clock in the morning from Alvin S. Glenn Detention Center, when you got to visit your child behind bars, when you look at the addiction that seems to be wrecking havoc on your child's life, you say, Lord, these aren't the dreams I had for my baby. I didn't want hope I would ever go through this. And the devil says to you, it won't ever happen that you can kiss it goodbye. You won't ever get what God has to use. Somebody say a place, a place. We, we, anybody's ever been in that place? I just want to check the record before I go any further. Anyone has ever been right there? Am I, am I preaching to anybody or just perhaps the walls and the lights? Any, any, any witnesses? Somebody say, Pastor Jackson, I've been right there. Sharp as a tack, but all messed up. Living in a fine house, but no peace. Great job, but demons everywhere I turn. Folk look at me and say, I want to be like you. And underneath your breath, you say, Lord, please don't allow them to go through what I'm going through. Because I'm catching it on every side. Between a rock and a hard place. Seems like all hell has broken loose. In your life. You've been in that place. And nobody knows about. 
People pat you on the back. Thank you all of that. Sometimes we're good at perpetrating. I need to preach. Sometimes we're good at putting the best on the outside. Oh, but I have come this morning to declare and decree the perpetrating is over. The fake is over. Tell somebody I'm tired of putting on. I don't care what you think about me. This Sunday morning, I'm going to lay it all at the altar. I don't care what you think about me, but I, 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 I've been in that place long enough. And the mountainsides, they get rough. But I want to declare on this Sunday morning that the struggle is over. Who am I speaking to? I'm speaking into somebody's life right now. The snare has been broken. It's time to come out. It's time to be delivered. Well, Pastor, how can you say the struggle is over? Perhaps you ought to say the struggle will be over. No, that is for folk that do not have faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Faith is speaking what you know God is going to do even before you see it. Faith is declaring over your child you are blessed and highly favored while they struggle in drunk and all high and can't even get up to go to church on Sunday morning. But somehow you just spoke over their lives and say the struggle is over. God's going to call you a mighty woman, a mighty man of valor. God called Gideon who he was before he was who he was. I'm, God told Moses who he was before he knew who he was. You've got to believe that God has already declared who you're going to be even before you know. Can I preach that? Anybody can see it and rejoice. Anybody can get it and praise God. But it takes some faith walkers that as you go through the worst time of your life, you will not allow the devil to get any glory over what you're going through. But you speak into your future as your current situation is as bad as what it is. As broke as you are, you declare that I am blessed and highly favored and my mortgage is already paid off and all my student loans have been paid off. While you're in the midst, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. while you're going through what you're going through, you declare by his stripes, I'm already healed. My family is reunited. I don't care what the enemy is trying to do. Those demons on my job will not steal my joy. I know how to dance in a bad place. I know how to rejoice in a fiery furnace. Woo. Come on, somebody. Anybody can praise God when you get out. But you ought to grab you somebody by the hand and say, neighbor... You need some faith to praise God right now because this word is for you. It will not be broken. It has already been broken. God says it is already done. Go leave your seat on the other side of the aisle and just 
touch two people quickly, quickly, and say, get ready, get ready. You, you, you may as well put a praise on it right now because God has already done what he has promised he's going to do. This ain't what is about to happen. I'm telling you what has already transpired. I'm telling you there is no question where God has put a period. There is no comma where God has put an exclamation mark. Somebody ought to shout, it is already done. Ooh, y'all sit down before church breaks out. Please do me a favor. Look at somebody say, you have been in this place long enough. It's time to come out because God has already done his part. The trap is broken. It's time for you to... Woo! Somebody... Oh, y'all sit down. I haven't even gotten to the text yet. I feel like preaching. Can I preach? I've got two more services after this, but you know what? I ain't thinking about them right now. I'm just thinking about this right now. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I don't care where you've been. God has declared the snare has been broken. It's time for you to step out of the trap. I feel something in here. You've got my permission to holler anytime you think of something God has done. Just in case some of you came to the wrong church, look at somebody and say, you do know this is a sanctified church and we don't need permission to praise God. For when I think, Woo! go ahead, Mother Kelly, you got a right to praise God. The doctor said you ought not even be here today. When I think of his goodness and all he has done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. sit down let me try to get to the text I, I don't want my mentor and brother Bishop Showell to think I wasn't trained right so let me try to get to the text in this text you still have my permission to holler whenever you feel like it 
Psalms 124. David writes this Psalms to praise and to thank God for delivering the nation of Israel from the attacks of their most hated and dreaded enemies, the Philistines. Everybody got some enemies that dislike you more than all your other enemies. Amen. There's some haters, and then there's some real haters. Amen. That's there are folk that hate your haters because they don't hate you enough. <laughs> Tell somebody, those are some real haters. The Philistines were the real haters. Hated the nation of Israel. Every chance they got, they did battle with Israel. Tried their best to annihilate them. To wipe them from the face of the earth. War after war. Did not matter if it was Goliath or who. They always had an enemy that went after Israel. And God in his providential wisdom saw fit even before David became king of Israel to give David a hiding place somewhere on the Philistine territory in a place called Ziklag. Between Israel, where the Philistines were, God defined David. God made him. It takes adversity to define you, to bring out the best in you. God raised him up, sent him back to sit on the throne of Israel. Now David sits on the throne but still battles the enemies that dislike him the most. David began to write this psalm in retrospect. Something about praising God when you have uh, seen what the Lord can do. David sits back in his life. He is an older man now. And he thinks back over his life. He wanted the nation to know that you are not blessed because you think you are that good. Some of us think that we're blessed because we've got it going on. But I've got news for you. There's nothing you did uh, that you did by yourself. Every accomplishment. I, I know, Pastor, I graduated. I studied. I put in the hours. But who woke your nappy head up every morning? Oh, y'all, excuse me. I, I mean, look to this side of the church. Who, who woke your pretty curls and your beautiful hairdo up every morning? Just to give you the strength to study. Pastor, I work hard every morning, but who gives breath in your body? Give you the strength to go to work every day. Look at somebody and say, God did it. God did it. David, the worshiper. David, the hymnologist. David, the poet. Picks up his pen and writes this profound word for the nation of Israel. He says to them in verses 1 through verse 5, if the Lord had not been on your side, let Israel say, if the Lord had not been on your side, when people attacked us, they would have swallowed us alive. When their anger 
flared against us, the torrent would have swept over us. The raging waters would have swept us away. Now, I looked at this text, and one of my favorite biblical scholars is Dr. John Phillips, the great British theologian and historian. Dr. Phillips writes in his dissertation of this text that perhaps the most important word at all in the text is a word that we don't really pay close attention to. And it is the word called if. Look at somebody and say if, if. Dr. Phillips says if you take if out of the text, it's a totally different text, Brother Chip. You know, your mom, my great aunt, is an English teacher, and she would tell you that if Dr. Helms is that conjunction that joins two sentences or two phrases together. And I thought about what Dr. John Phillips said, and God says, what, what do you mean by if? And so I took to Miriam Webster's dictionary, Webster's dictionary, and here's what it says. The word if Three different definitions they gave. One, it's used to talk about the results or effect of something that may happen or be true. Number two, used to discuss the imaginary result or effect of something that did not happen or that it is or was not true. Number three, used to say that something must happen before another thing can occur. And I said, well, David, help me understand why that conjunction if had to be prominently displayed in the text. And he says, if God had not been good to you, you would not be here today. I'm preaching to somebody now. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. If God had not kept me in perfect peace, I would have lost my mind last year this time. I feel like preaching to somebody. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, if God had not kept me calm and under control, when those demons got up in my face, I would have did something that would have me locked up today. I need to preach to somebody. If when somebody came after my family and tried to destroy them, if God had not allowed the Holy Ghost to live up in me, I don't know where I would be today. Can I continue? Neighbor, if God had not been a healer, I would not be here today. If God had not been a way maker, I would not be here today. If God had not been a provider, I wouldn't have food on my table. Somebody ought to clap those hands and look over at somebody and say, you need to give God an if praise. If it had not been. Come on, somebody. I need about 100 folks that have an if testimony. If God had not stepped in 
right on time. If the Lord had not done what he did, I would not be here today. Come on, somebody. Anybody got a lift phrase? If God had not kept me in perfect peace when I lost my daddy 10 years ago, I would have lost my mind. Y'all excuse me. Catch this, catch this. Grab your neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, every if testimony deserve a but praise. But the Lord brought me from a mighty long ways. You got about 30 seconds to give God your best praise for your if testimony. Anybody over here? Y'all excuse me. I just thought of some extra things God did. I just thought of some things God did none of you know about. Any of you got testimonies that nobody know about? Put your hand in the air and say, if the Lord had not been on my side. Look at what David goes on and say, when the enemy came upon us, look at what it says, we were in the trap. I want to make this clear. I'm not talking about setting traps for you. Some of you had walked in the trap. You had already done what you should not have done. Can we just keep it real? How many of you were both feet in the trap, hands in the trap, everything you had in the trap? You had already messed up. And the devil says, I got you where I want you. But somehow the Lord made a way, stepped right in, broke the snare, broke the trap, broke the stronghold, set you free. You deserve to give God a praise because if it had not been for the Lord, that was on your side. Come on, Zion. You better put a praise on it. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to give God your best praise. Here we go. Come on. Get you a praise partner. I feel like preaching. 
Grab your neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. Now reach up and say, for the pulling down of strongholds, look at somebody and say, you coming out of this. I don't care how deep you're in. I don't care what you're going through. I stopped by this morning to declare you are coming out of this. Go touch two people and say you are coming out. You are. Come on, somebody. Get you a praise partner and say, neighbor, when I come out, you're coming out. Come on, grab somebody by the hand and pull them out. Come on, come here, Roy. Pull them. Grab you a praise partner and say, Come on, bring some. We're coming out. Come on. The devil thought he had you. The devil did have you. The devil had your family. The devil had your joy. But the snare has been broken. The snare. Your child is already saved. Come on. Somebody meet me at this altar. Come on and praise God. War cry, war cry. Tell the devil, get ready. Get ready, get ready. You're coming out of this. You're coming out of this. You got to come out. Where are my praises? Anybody has the faith to declare it's already done. It's already. your neighbor and say, neighbor, the devil thought he had you, 
right where he wanted you. He had you in the trap. He had your joy. He had your peace. He had your family. But we declare and decree that as of this day, the snare has been broken. Somebody is done. It's already done. It's already done. It's already done. Tell your troubles bye-bye. Tell your troubles so long. Tell your haters bye-bye. Tell your haters so Those hands all over this place. Every word, Dr. John Phillips, that British theologian, said every word has been carefully chosen. <laughs> if it had not been for the Lord, the snare has been broken. Listen, not will be broken. I'm telling you something the enemy doesn't want you to know. The trap, the snare that has held your family down. That addiction, those habits, whatever you're going through, showed up this morning to declare and decree it is already done. Woo. It's already done. This praise is not to praise God for expectation. This praise is to praise God for what he's already done. The punctuation mark is not a question, but it's an exclamation. An exclamation means affirmative, strong. It is already done. Tell somebody it is already done. And look how David concludes this. And we'll deal with this on Tuesday night. I want all of you to come back on Tuesday night because God told me to do something special. We're going to have the ministers and elders to anoint everybody who wants to be anointed. Anybody that the enemy has had in a trap. Anybody the enemy has tried to destroy. We're going to declare it is already done on Tuesday night. But listen to what David says as he concludes in verse number 8. Our help is not in Bible way. Your help is not in Pastor Darrell Jackson. Because one day I am going to go the way of Pastor Frank English. And I don't know when that day may be. It may be next week, two weeks from now. 
maybe 20 years from now. Because our help, if our help was only in Bishop A.C. Jackson, we wouldn't be here today, Pastor Bradley. But Bishop Jackson made sure that we knew, as David says, our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Listen, as we prepare for this altar, maybe someone else, you're interceding for someone who could not be here. You through Christ writes this song that says wherever you are, whatever you may be going through, God says, look at somebody and say, not the pastor, but God says, the struggle is over. <laughs> I want every demon in my atmosphere to hear this. So allow me to say it again. Wherever you are, Whatever you've been going through, God says the struggle is over for you. Look at somebody and say, you've been in this place long enough. And your mountainside has been rough. Whew. But the struggle is over for you. Come on, Brother TJ. Somebody else walk down those aisles right now. Come on. God wants to touch you. We want to pray for you right now. Come on. Woo. Wherever you are. Place long enough. Long enough. And your mountainside has. Uh, but. Take it from the top again. Wherever you are. Wherever you are. I know it hasn't been easy. Whatever you've been going. I know it hasn't been easy, Ooh. but guess what? The snare has God been broken. Says, God said, arms around somebody's wherever shoulder and say wherever are, you are you're not by yourself whatever you've been whatever, going through whatever I know it hasn't been easy God, God says, says 
That's right. Come on, somebody else. Somebody else, leave your seat. God says, there are about 20 more people that need to leave your seat right now. God says, I'll do it on your way to the altar. Come on. Walk down the aisles right now. That's right. It's over. Yeah, that's, God says, sing TJ. Say, yeah. Anybody receive that for word? You, yes. the, struggle yes. the, struggle the struggle is over. Your heart is over. Your heart is over. For you, your heart is over. Hands and loose and lift them in the air. Come on, lift those hands in the air. All in the air. Trouble is over. The struggle is over. some deliverance up in here right now. You've been in this place long enough, long enough. and your mountainside has been rough. The struggle is over. You've been in this place. Say it again. You've been in Place long, long, and your mountainside has been rough. One more time, put your hands on your heart. You've been in this place, yeah. You're not talking about nobody but you, yeah. In your mountainside, yeah. Ah, the struggle. Ooh. I feel God's doing something. Y'all excuse us. You've been in this place. Hands on your heart. Yeah, you've been in. Longer. And your God's doing something in your life right now. God said, it's been a struggle. Close those eyes.
know how you feel. There have been struggles in my life that nobody knows about. None of you know. There have been situations in which the Lord just wanted me to give up. There was a time the Lord wanted me to give up on my own family. The devil was whispering in my ear, all those sermons you preach and your own family won't receive the word of God. Devil said you ought to just give up. I remember one Sunday going home one night, Mom. The devil told me you are a better politician than you are a preacher. You ought to stick to just being a politician. Because you'll never make it as a preacher. But I fell on my knees. And the Lord said, the devil is a liar, Darrell. He said, I've already made a way. And so when my sons were saved, and I thank God that they are, God said, I told you it was already done. I can hear my daddy in my ear say, I told you so. I told you so. God says, I told you so. I'm going to do some things in your life that only I can do. And when God saved your family and God turned your career around and when God take care of those demons on your job, all I want to hear in your ear is I told you so. Ooh. Close those eyes. David had a relationship with God. The reason David could declare the snare has been broken because he had a relationship. God appreciates the fact that you come to church. But God says you ought to become the church. You need to commit to something greater than yourself. You need to be the example for your family. And say so we are committed to something greater than our family. Greater than our name. Our help cometh from the Lord who made heaven and earth. And after this prayer, if you're here today and you want for the rest of your life to declare the snare has been broken, you meet me at this altar. And I really would not care if I were you what other folk think about you. Because where are they when you're struggling? I really wouldn't care what folk want to say. God says, tell somebody, God says, let me tell you, I've now said to the devil, I rub it in his face every day. I remind the devil, you remember when you tried to make me quit? You remember when you told me that my own family doesn't love me? You remember when you told me my preaching was in vain? I rub it in the devil's face right now and say, what do you think about the God I serve now? Don't tell me what God can do and what God has done for me. God will do it for you. He did it for you, Deke. He did it for you, Lawson. He did it for so many. I know because I prayed for many of you. And God turned the situation around. Close those eyes. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. The snare has been broken. And we have escaped. Ooh. From 
the trap of the enemy. The enemy didn't think he had us. He did have us. But somehow, Lord, you made a way for us to escape. And we say thank you. Thank you for the rest of our lives. Thank you because our future is greater than our past. Thank you because the best is still yet to come. It's in Jesus' name. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Put your arms around somebody and say, it's already done. Come on, if you want to make that commitment, if you want to recommit your life to the Lord, come on. If you're not where you ought to be and you want to make that decision, come stand at the altar right now. Come on. You want to make You've that decision. That's right. Come right now. You want to join. Amen. And your mountainside. I know it's rough, Daniel. You, you, man, you buried your mother yesterday. But God said it's all right. Come on, somebody else. Come meet us at this altar. Join this young man. You've been in this place. Some of you are going through something. God is calling you for a higher level of anointing. Come on, wherever you are right now, you want to make that commitment to the Lord, right? God said it's over. Walk down those aisles right now, wherever you are. God, maybe that's a, it's over. Anyone else want to make that commitment to God today? It's over. God's calling you. Clap those hands and give God a hand of praise, right? God bless you. Tell him the struggle. The struggle is over. The snare has been broken. Let's celebrate the word of God one more time as we stand and prepare for our benediction.